So the past maybe uh, two, three, or four days, uh, might have felt like there's not been a lot going on. Um, but that has changed. Um, I'm sure as most of you are aware, uh, Netflix finally released uh, the series called Breakpoint, uh, which they filmed throughout um, the entirety of, of last season. Um, mostly at the slams and, and, the, and the bigger tournaments like Madrid, Indian Wells, etc. Um, and I must say... Okay, 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 for, okay, I'll tell you first <laughs> before, like, before I actually watched it. I must say that I was very disappointed, disgusted, and appalled uh, by the player choice. Because, of course, it was going to be a Bedosa, Zachary, uh, Felix, Casper Ruud, I mean... I mean, Jabor grew on me, and I think her story is, is one worth telling and worth sharing, and also definitely worth hearing. Jabor remarkable. Um, what I also didn't enjoy is this. Uh, well, well, okay. What I what I didn't enjoy about it truly is just um, just how they're 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 opening your mouth. Okay, um, they're taking a fistful of Paula Bedosa. Uh, Felix Ogele Yassim, Maria Zachary, and, and remember, your mouth is open. They open your mouth, they, they like, they put their fingers, like, at the, you know, your bottom row of teeth to yank your jaw down, and just so your 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 mouth is open at, at maximum capacity, yeah? And, and they shove all that shit down your throat, like that. And just when you think it's over, they fucking... Uh, sh sh shove some more down your throat. Um, Alat Samyanovich is, is, is featured. I feel like a lot of people are, are gonna look at that and be like, wow, this is so boring. Who the fuck is this girl? But I think also her story, story is incredible. And, and by the way, out of all the girls featured on, on the show, uh, she had the best season last year. Oh, but she didn't win a title? Excuse me, none of them won titles. Except for Unz, but I'm not talking about Unz. Mostly, I'm talking about Bedosa and Sakri. Yeah, she had the best season out of all those girls, and she beat Serena. That's like a cherry on top. I'm not saying she had the best season out of all those girls because she beat Serena. No, that was just uh, a cherry at the top at the at the end of the season, actually, at the U.S. Open. But other than that, I think Andy Roddick was incredible. He was one of the best parts of the show, Andy Roddick. I can't say his name. Roddick. Andy Roddick. I thought he was absolutely incredible. Um, whereas this Courtney Nguyen character was absolutely appalling. Shocking. Shocking. She said so many things wrong and so many things she said just to say. You know what I mean? Like, like, like she was meaning things she didn't say. And she was saying things she absolutely did not mean whatsoever. But I digress. As a tennis fan, I thought it was a really good, um, I mean, obviously the production is incredible. It was, it was put together really well. The, like the music, the sort of the shots and, and, and the way the, the stories were told. I thought it was uh, incredible. 10 out of 10, uh, as it should be, or as, 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 as we were expecting it to be. Um, but I just think the players that you show, 
Um, okay, you know what? I, I, I don't really rate or, or like or, or really stand or tolerate Taylor Fritz at all. I thought his his stuff was quite good. Uh, same for Berrettini. Uh, Ons Jabor's stuff was pretty good. The Nick Kyrgios stuff uh, also was pretty good. Um, but the Casper Ruud and, and Felix and Maria Sakri and, and Paula Vidosa, I mean, come on. Uh, and I really wasn't aware of it at the time, but they showed the Madrid um, tournament last year uh, where she was, because, you know, uh, it was one of those clay tournaments before the French Open and Iga did not participate. She only played Rome. So there was no Iga. Uh, Paula Bedosa was the favorite? What? <laughs> Who's a, who said, who, excuse me, who said that? You know what I mean? It's just things like that. Um... Uh, things like that. Courtney, Courtney Nguyen, that woman talking about how the Indian Wells final for Zachary against Ego was the biggest match of her life. A match that she stood absolutely no chance of winning, like at all. It's a miracle she even got there. Was the biggest match of her life. Shouldn't the biggest match of your life be like like when you're about to win something? You know what I like. <laughs> I I understand it's a final. And and both play like the 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 title is up for grabs, but it kind of wasn't. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh uh, no no, um, Indian Wells last year. I I think Iga won it because she faced Maria in the final. You know you know what I'm saying? Obviously that's not the only reason why uh, Iga won the title, but I mean, <laughs> as far as finals go, wow. Um. That part really annoyed me, and I tweeted about, I tweeted, uh, uh, you know, I expressed my concerns on, on Twitter. And I also tweeted at this Courtney Nguyen character. And I told her, how the fuck can you say that? Where last year, the, the previous year, 2021, uh, Maria Sakri had two Grand Slam semifinals. Where she not only, like, stood a chance, but she was actually the favorite. One, in the, one at the French against Barbora Krijikova, who went on to win the title. And also <laughs> at the U.S. Open against Emirat Okanu, who went on to win the title. But at, the, at those matches, Zachary was the favorite both times. And like those, I mean, Grand Slam semifinals surely is bigger than a uh, 1,000 level final. I mean, in my, in my opinion, it's way, way bigger, uh, in my opinion. Especially when you consider the opponent. Like, Krijikova, at the time, you know, before, you know, Krijikova really became Krijikova, but, but at the time, Krijikova was like, um, you know, just another girl on tour, and Maria Sakari was Maria Sakari, you know? Uh, and Emirat Kanu, obviously, she had a tremendous run to get to the semifinal as a qualifier, didn't drop a set. Uh, played the semifinal against Sakari, didn't drop a set. Played the final, won the title, didn't drop a set. Remarkable, but I think those were bigger matches for Maria Sakari. And they didn't touch on any of that, I think. If you look at Maria Sacri and her career and big opportunities. I know that was last year, but like Berrettini's shit against Djokovic in the Wimbledon final, that was also last year. They sort of touched upon that, so showed some like clips from it, you know? Um, so I just think they were trying to sort of, what's the word? Like manipulate the audience or just 
manipulate the story in a way to, to sort of paint a picture for you. You know what I mean? And I think that's okay. Like, like whatever. Most of the people who watch this are probably not even going to know or notice or care. Or they're, they're new fans. Um, but, but that's a, that's a wonderful point. If if if, um, if the objective was this was to increase the exposure of tennis, to to sort of hook people onto tennis, to introduce them to the game, get them wanting to see and learn and watch and whatever more about these players. In my opinion, I don't think you got it right in terms of the players. Um. But, but after thinking about it, those players are actually extremely popular for some reason. I don't know how. Like, Zachary, but those are so popular. I Again, I don't know how or why. Um, but I guess the majority of people are idiots. And and they're, they're casuals. And they love that shit. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to eat it up. It was a really good show. I enjoyed watching it. Um, maybe I'm being too critical or harsh. Uh, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of good. I thought the Fritz uh, episode, or, or just the portions of, of Taylor Fritz at Indian Wells, that was excellent. Uh, Bertini at the Australian Open was 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 uh, also really good. Nick Kyrgios. Um, I think the first couple of episodes, the Australian Open stuff, I think was great. Um, but the time and the Indian Wells, the Taylor Fritz portion of that was great. The Maria Sakari wasn't. And Madrid, for me, was just hilar hilarious, really. And then by the time the French opened, the, the Felix Nadal Casper Ruud, that was just a disaster of an episode. They had to fucking brown their noses a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -mm -mm. Okay, so I have I have been away for, for a few days. And uh, for that, I must uh, say sorry. I, I got a little sick. Uh, runny nose, blocked nose, sore throat, like couldn't breathe. You know what I mean? You know when you, you know when your like shit is stuffed, like like your nose is is blocked, and like you can barely breathe, and like you're breathing with your mouth, but like when you're eating, like you're you're using your mouth. You know what I mean? Like you're swallowing, you're chewing. There there there's food in your mouth, and you're trying to breathe, bro. I I was like honestly like I was suffocating, trying to trying to have breakfast lunch and dinner honestly um so i just drank soup i feel a little bit better i don't sound better i i, I I'm, I'm sure i sound uh worse than i than i usually do i mean I, th I think i sound pretty bad most of the time anyway but but i definitely sound uh even worse even worse now wow okay so i know it's been a while so i just wanted to talk about that breakpoint really good you should go watch it on netflix uh, i do recommend it and i I, w I did recommend it to friends family whatever who you know some of them know absolutely nothing about tennis some of them don't even care about sports period and, and also definitely some of my uh friends and families uh, fra families family members who are into sports but but not so much tennis i think that's sort of um uh, demographic audience will really enjoy it okay another thing i want to talk about which has been you know i always actually bring this up my timeline uh i'm pretty active on twitter and and, the, and for me the twitter algorithm at this point is pretty damn good so like when i go on twitter like my homepage, whatever like when i scroll the shit that pops up it's all usually pretty pretty relevant most of it 
80% uh, of it is, is tennis stuff. Um, and also, like, tennis betting, mostly. So, one of the craziest things I've been seeing on the timeline is this, um, what's the word? What's the, I, I need to find the perfect word to say this. One of the craziest things I've been seeing on the timeline is the outrage uh, surrounding Rafa Nadal versus Jack Draper. First round of the Aussie Open. Oh, of course, and one of the other things that's also recently happened in the past few days is um, the draw was released. And, you know, people looking at first round matchups, da 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 da. And um, uh, people are going crazy about this Jack Draper and Rafa Nadal match, all for different reasons. Uh, it's not just one, it, well, it is one big outrage, but, but within this outrage, there are, you know, many separate, uh, little smaller outrages, right? So, this draw was released, um, you know, when Adelaide or whatever, it was, they were in semis, or the semis were yet to be played or something like that. I think it was the morning or evening of or whatever, um, and, this, and Jack Draper was still in the semis of that tournament, and uh, people were loving Jack Draper, because apparently now people are, are with the shits, and they've caught on. And, and the new narrative, or just sort of the, the the current public perception, that Rafa is whack. And um, uh, so the move here is to fade Rafa Nadal every chance that you get. And with someone as exciting and as recently uh, popular as Jack Draper, that who's very, very, very popular to... Uh, upset Rafa Nadal in the first round of the Aussie Open. Now here's the craziest thing. Like I just said, he was playing in the semis of Adelaide from from this previous week, and he lost in the semis. And those who are sort of itching to bet him against Rafa in the first round, they loved that. They okay here. I'm just going to say, I'm going to repeat what I said first, and then I'll tell you everything that's wrong, but let's see if you can get it. They love that he lost to Son Wukwan. They love that Draper lost to Son Wukwan. Mm-hmm. Because they felt like, because he lost to Son Wukwan, this means now, when he goes to Australian Open and plays Rafa... He's gonna win. I'm, I'm just gonna repeat that super fast. The people who looked at the draw and saw Jack Draper playing Rafa Nadal in the first round were so happy and they loved the fact that he lost to Son Wukwan because they felt like that is going to increase his chances of upsetting Rafa Nadal, the defending champion, the world record 25 Grand Slam winner, holder, whatever. Fuck. D uh, do you see what's do you see what's wrong with that? Shall I say it again? <laughs> I think I said it plenty of times. In a very um, simple way to put this, 
How does one player losing a match to an inferior opponent in a small tournament uh, cause or result in any sort of encouragement? Uh, fuck, man. I can't even say it. It doesn't make sense. It's so stupid. Oh, yeah, I understand. Oh, yeah, but save, 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 save. Hold up. Listen. This means he gets some few days of extra rest. He gets two or, th or three extra days to, you know, to get... Uh, shut the fuck up. No, really. Li like, what? what is that? What is this loser mentality? If I'm looking at the draw, Jack Draper versus Rafa... I want him to win Adelaide. I want him to, first of all, not win Adelaide. I want him to beat Sun Wukwon, first of all. Before I start thinking about Rafa and Aussie Open, I'd like for him to beat Sun Wukwon. Huh? And, and then we'll look at Rafa and the Australian Open and, you know, whatever else. Fuck. I don't even know if he played in Adelaide or, or Auckland or whatever the fuck he played last week. Not that I cared or looked or checked. That's just ridiculous. That's just such a loser mentality really um yeah but look if he safe listen to me if if he wins if he beats san wukwan and goes on to win the title he has less rest and he's probably exhausted and you need every every bit of rest you can get to play rafa <laughs> well here's what i have to say to that what i have to say is that if you if, if you win a title if you win your matches you win a title going to the australian open uh, you have momentum, and if you're tired, doesn't matter. Why? Because winning solves everything. No, no, okay, you... You're happy that he lost to Sun Wukong, because that now he means it's, he's rested for Rafa. How do you think Jack Draper himself feels, having not being able to beat Sun Wukong, and now he has to go to Melbourne, and the first round of the Open, and play Rafa? How do you think he feels? Huh? No, sorry, but that's just so stupid. And and the problem is, it's this this sort of line of thought, uh, this perspective, this angle, it's really popular. How? How is it popular? I, I think we 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 can come to come to agree that the majority of people are stupid. So most of the shit that's popular amongst the majority, uh, the, it's gonna be stupid. Cause, cause they, they all are, you, you know what I'm saying? So I think we should, I, I think I've known that for quite some time, but it, it's, it's very hard to get used to this. It, uh, it's, it still needs uh, some getting used to. Fuck man, that's unbelievable. And look, I'm not saying, first of all, the match, I don't care. Jack Draper, Rafa, I really don't care. Rafa's probably going to win three love or three one in my opinion. Okay, but look, it has nothing to do with the betting. Like, forget about what actually happens. I'm talking about the thought process, because whatever happens, uh, the the way you were thinking had nothing to do with it. I promise you, the the shit that was in your head, talking about, uh, excuse me, it's so good that he lost his son Mu Kwan. Now he has two, three, four days off to go play Rafa in Melbourne. Like, look, if he goes and wins, it's not because he had two or three days off. Okay. And, and that's and, and 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 don't get it twisted, please. Okay, seriously. That's a problem with that shit. Causation, correlation, two different things. Correlation does not mean causation. 
just because he lost and had three days off doesn't mean that that's the reason why he won. Okay, we would have to go to another universe, another dimension, have him beat Sun Wukong, have him play in the final, win the title, have two days less rest, less rest, with a title and some momentum, but less rest, and have him play Rafa again. And then repeat this sort of simulation a hundred times, and then we can draw the conclusion, okay? But the way some people talk about it on the timeline, and they, they really stir it up and cause an outrage, you'd think that this is, uh, this is some, 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 fuck man, fuck, I, I gotta stop, I gotta stop. Last thing, whilst we're still on topic, um, of, of things that, that sort of did my head in and just made me wanna fucking alt f4 in real life this is what happened also to go back to the breakpoint uh, i forgot to bring this up earlier when we were talking about it but on breakpoint during the last episode titled king of clay obviously you know having you know the netflix producers having their noses firmly placed 10 inches up rafa nadal's ass like his shorts yeah that's where their noses were okay 10 inches up his asshole that's where their noses were when they made that episode. But anyway, during that episode, Rafa Nadal's uncle, Tony. <coughs> excuse me, this is what he said. He said, um, uh, soon Felix is going to be contending for world number one. And soon he's going to be winning Grand Slams. Now, um. And here's something that I want to say. Okay. I've said a lot of times, Felix is shit. Felix is, uh, he's a no-name. He's a waste man. He's a sort of waste of space. He's never going to win a slam. He He's really bad. He's not good. He's not that guy. Okay. Uh, it sucks for him and, and other, uh, you know, his uh, his colleagues, I guess. Or let's call them his, their, his, his classmates. People the, the, the same age bracket as him. They're in the era where Rafa uh, Djokovic played till their fucking 40s. Okay, so it sucks for them that, you know, in their early 20s, uh, Rafa and, and Djokovic are still around. And by the time Rafa and Djokovic fuck off, uh, Carlitos, who already won a slam, uh, will probably be in his prime. As well as Runa and, and other other teenage other dudes who are still teenagers right now okay i think felix will nah never 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 be world number one not even close never win a slam nothing like that and i've been saying this since maybe uh 2021 play season okay um and then people sort of message me or they, or they talk to me they tell me safe well look well Tony Nadal sees something in him. Like, I'm sorry, but what do you know about this shit? Like, if Tony Nadal sees something in him and, you know, decided to, uh, you know, accept the job, you know, take on this this role and, and, and join Felix's team and work on him, I'm sure he sees uh, so much promise and, and, and potential. <coughs> I'm sorry, but... Tony Nadal is not God, okay? I, it's very, very possible that he's wrong, not only about this, but a lot of shit in life. Just like any 
slash all of us. Like a lot of us are, you know, throughout the course of our lives are wrong. Not only once or twice, but about a lot of things. You know, over 20, 30, 40 years, think about how many things you can be wrong about. Or you are or going to be wrong about. You know what I mean? I've been wrong about a lot of shit. A lot of shit. But this one, I'm telling you, I'm not. And I'm telling you that in this particular case, I'm right and Tony Nadal is wrong. And the only way to find out is not by you telling me, well, well, you're not a fucking legendary tennis coach, save for that. No, that's that's not how we find out. The only way to find out is we sit here and wait and look what the five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years look like. I'm not going to be right today. I'm not going to be wrong today. I'm not going to be right tomorrow. I'm not going to be wrong tomorrow either, but... I already know I am, but we're going to find out five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years from now. And I'm going to be right. I am right. And Tony Nadal, I'm sure he's a great coach and he's very good at um, spotting talents and seeing things that, other don't, that others don't. But in, in, this, in this particular one, I'm telling you, he's, he's dead wrong. Felix... Uh, excuse me. Felix is going to be world number one soon and can uh, contend for world number one and win some slams in the future. Shut the fuck up, old man. Seriously, man. Just stop. Like, people are actually watching this and listening to you. Please stop. He's not going to win shit. This goes back to one of the other things I said. People, like fans or casuals or whatever spectators of sports in general they put so they put these players and coaches and athletes as if they're 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 otherworldly creatures man like these are just fucking human beings like like me and you you know they're not all-knowing they're not invincible they they're they're not immortal you know what i'm saying like like, ho hold up, time out. These are just regular fucking people, man. You're telling me just because Tony Adal says Felix is going to win a slam, is that that means he's good or it's going to happen or that he's good and he, he... It's very possible he's dead wrong about him. And I'm telling you that he is. I idolize Novak Djokovic. I think he's the best athlete ever. Mental giant. A, com a competitor like no other an athlete like no other but I understand that at the end of the day he's a human just like me I'm not saying I'm as great as Novak Djokovic that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is things like what happened in Australia last year the whole vaccine thing cancelling his visa and whatnot, his exemption and all that stuff and being publicly humili humiliated worldwide and every single sports news whatever vaccine covid fucking media outlet or news channel or whatever talking about it and, and talking about how novak djokovic has been kicked out of australia he's a regular fucking human being and i'm sure that you know impacts him in some sort of way even though that i acknowledge and admire him for being uh mentally superior uh, and just uh, you know mentally so strong resilient deals with uh, adversity is per his perseverance is incredible like no other athlete 
like pro like maybe I can even say like no other human in the world but he's still a human you know like you you gotta understand that you, even if you idolize these people for being so great or successful like we're still human like me and you and them we're like we're at the end of the day we're all pretty much the same they're just way better than us at certain things right and part of being human is like human error you know like tony nadal i'm sorry like like who the fuck are you really if he can say felix is the uh gonna contend for world number one and when grand slams uh, in the future and you believe him you're just naive if you just take his word for that you're you're naive i think don't get it twisted now i believe we have an uh, australian open draw to get to and we're gonna do that now um australian open man grand slams uh, there's nothing like the, the grand slams 128 players in the draw 32 seeds no buys for anyone there's nowhere for sakari to hide no easy paths for for Kasatkina. Oh man, it's gonna be good. Alright, first what I'm gonna do is, is I'm gonna tell you who all the seeds are. The top 32 seeds. And then we're gonna talk about withdrawals and, and, and people that fucked off, qualifiers, lucky losers, uh, things like that really fast. So the number one seed, Ego. And then two, three, four, five, Unz, Jesse Pugulo, Caro Garcia, Sabalenko. Zachary, Coco Goff, Kasatkina. That's the top eight. And then nine, Kudrometova, Keys, Badosa, Bencic, Collins, BHM, Kivitova, Kontavate, Ostapenko, Samsonova, Alexandrova, Krejikova, that's top 20. 21, Trevisan, Rubakina, Shuai Zhang, uh, Zarenko, Buskova, Elise Mertens, Bigu, Anisimovo, Shinwen Sheng, Plushkova, Kai Kirebi, and Jilly Teichman. 32 seeds. Paula Bedosa, the 11th seed, withdrew. Um, so the lucky loser will slide in and sort of take her draw. Yeah? Players that withdrew, Simona, Daria Seville, Shang Wang, Saras Ribes Tormo, Naomi Osaka, Ayla Tomjanovic, Seisei Jang, and like we said, Paula Bedosa. Uh, Kerber also is not playing because she's pregnant. Uh, Svitolina pregnant. Uh, which means that in the draw, there are only two players that have won the Australian Open before in the women's draw. Those two women are Victoria Azarenko and Sofia Kennan. Those are the only two women in the draw to have won the Aussie Open before, and guess what? In the first fucking round, they're playing each other. What? Tell me it ain't fixed. I don't know. I, I really don't know whether they fix draws or not. Um, I feel like there's a lot of evidence to suggest it does, but then other times, like, like whatever, like, maybe they only fix it some of the times or certain tournaments or whatever, but... Uh, 
I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist when it comes to these things, but uh, maybe it's just a crazy coincidence that the only two winners, previous winners of the Australian Open, are facing each other in the first round. Oh, sure, whatever. It's cool. No, I think it's cool. Uh, Vika, clear favorite there, but I think it's cool. Okay. So, as always, at the top of the draw, you have the one seed. The one seed. It's probably going to be like this for, for a long while. It's Iga Svantec. In the first round, Iga Svantec gets big Julie Nemo, who almost beat Iga at the U.S. Open. Was 6-2 up on Iga and really giving her the work in the in her in the opening game of the second set. Iga was serving, took her to an extended deuce game, really was, was giving it to her, but then she... Uh, choked on a fat one, rolled over, and died. Uh, three of Iga's opponents did that en route to the final, and of course, by the time she got to the final, she was going to win. Um, but the big thing was to not let her get there, you know? Big Julie Nemo rolled over and died from winning positions. Um, Jesse Pagula did exactly the same. And then Arena Sabalenka did, did it exactly the same, but even better. It's crazy that Arena Sabalenka played the best set of her life, definitely of 2022, which wasn't a very good 22, which probably isn't saying something about that being her best set, but that really was an incredible first set she played against Egan, the US Open semifinal. Uh, and then she just rolled over and died. And of course was up 4-2 in the third set, lost 4-6. Uh, but here we go, Iga Svantec, Julie Nemo, that's um, not the easiest uh, first round in the world for uh, for Iga. Um, her potential second round opponent, uh, Udvardi, or Maria Kivanova-Sorio, sorry. There it is, there, that's, that's where the fix is, and then it gets easy, huh? Yeah, so cakewalk of a second round match, Udvardi, or Maria Kivanova-Sorio-Sorio. Um... Christina Buxa, who has some sort of deal with the devil. She, I think she either is the devil, has the devil inside of her, or has struck some sort of deal with the devil. Uh, this girl, uh, Christina Buxa. She plays uh, against Eva Lise. Qualifier on qualifier. Bianca Andreescu versus Marie Buscovo. Hell of a match. Uh, Rabakina versus Cosiretto. Hell of a match. Uh, Cosiretto finalist in Hobart uh, this previous week. Uh, Kaya Yuvan versus qualifier Selena Janicjevic. Janicevic. Janicevic. Yep. I'm going to learn that name tonight for you guys. I promise. Uh, Tarenko, a uh, qualifier who has never lost a qualifier before in her life. Uh, versus Kaya Mukova, who's playing here with a protected ranking. Protected ranking. And then Kalinskaya, Daniel Collins. That's Iga's section. Pretty tough. There are some names in this section. Uh, tougher than usual for Iga. It's never usually this tough for her. Fucking finally. Or about fucking time. Or how's that for a fucking change, huh? Daniel Collins is here, Kaya Mukova, Kalinskaya, Kaya Yuvan, a whole lot of Kayas. Kalinskaya, Kaya Mukova, 
Kaya Nuvan, Danielle Collins, Rubakina Buskova, Andriescu, Big Julie Nemo in the first round. Wow. It's pretty good. She'd face uh, Andriescu in the third round or Buskova. And then in the fourth round, she'd get either Collins, Mukova, Rubakina. Uh, yeah, pretty tough. Pretty tough. Uh, the second section of the draw, so this is also Iga's quarter. Um, Pagosi McNally, that's where Bedosa would have been. Um, and then Rachimova versus Kozlova Beindel. Bondar Bogdan. Yastremska Ostapenko, wow, what a match. Uh, Shinwen Shang, Dalma Galfi, Bernardo Pera versus Yushijima, wildcard. Radukanu Korpach. And Sinyakova Goff. So that is the end of Iga's uh, quarter. That's the first quarter of the draw. Uh, so the top quarter of the top half of the draw. Um, I feel like this uh, this quarter here, or this section rather, is really just Ostapenko and Coco Goff slash Emma if she can, you know, if she can beat Coco. Emma, Emma versus Coco would be a second round match. Um, Ostapenko has a really easy path to the fourth round where she'll f face either Coco Goff, Raducanu, or someone else. If it's a someone else, that's a pretty fucking easy someone else. Huh? And then winner in the quarterfinal, with this being Iga's quarter, will face either Iga, Andriscu, Rabakina. Mukova, Kalinskaya, Collins, Kaya Yuven, uh, a lot of names there. So it's a good quarter, but the the top, the section one, Iga's section is uh, pretty stacked. Uh, but the second section, really only Coco Goff and Ostapenko. And Raducanu, but she probably loses to Coco Goff in round two. Or Sinyakova. Or Anna Bogdan, or McNally, we never know, man. Never know. Should be. oh shit. Oh, sorry. Shinwen Shang is here. Uh, Zhang Shinwen would be a third round match, and she'll get either Radukanu, Sinyakova, or Kokugov, whoever whoever makes it out of there. Uh, so that's and oh Shinwen Shang also in Iga's quarter. Wow, there are a lot of names here. I don't know how I missed that Shinwen Shang. Not really looking used to looking at uh, Chinese flags. Uh, and that making me think, oh, okay, sorry, that was bad. Um, okay, so the second quarter, uh, third seed, Jesse Pagula versus uh, Jackie Christian. Brenda Fruvitova, the 15-year-old qualifier, versus Sasnovich. Um, qualifier, Polina Kudermetova, Kudermetova's younger sister, or I should say Veronica's younger sister, versus wildcard, Olivia Gedecki. Marta Kostyuk versus Anisimova, two, two sexy girls who are really bad at tennis. That's a hell of a match, really. Uh, Sarah Bezlek, incredible work in, in the qualies. Uh, gets fellow Czech, uh, Barbora Krijikova, that's really tough if she wins this, wow. Clara Burel, who also very quietly did some tremendous work in qualies, gets wildcard to Leah Gibson in the first round, now that's a gift for her. That's really good. Coco Vandewey versus the best player in the world, Annalena Kalanina. 
Coco Van Dewey also a qualifier. Wow. A lot of qualifiers in this uh, section. And then Alison Van Uitvenk, Kibitzville. Uh, this is, uh, this is like a very eh section. I mean, like the, like the smaller name here is are all pretty shit. They're mostly like teenagers or qualifiers or Annalena Kalanina or Coco Vandaway or some, something like that. And then you have like mid-tier players like, um, Kostyuk, Anisimovo, Sasnovich. Um, and then you have Kvitova on one end and Pegula on the other. So Pegula Kvitova could be a fourth round match. I believe that was a third or fourth round match also just a few months ago at the U.S. Open, where Jesse Pegula won in straights. And they also played in the United Cup, I think, like two or three weeks ago. Kvitova won that one. So the bottom section of the second quarter: Madison Keys, Blinkobo, decent match. Uh, Shinya Wang versus Storm Hunter. Pretty good too, honestly. Lucky loser Jean Jean versus Podorosko. Eh. And then the match that we spoke about, Kennen, uh, Sonia Kennen versus Excuse me, Vika. Julie Teichman versus Harriet Dart. Zoo Lin versus Rebecca Marino. Uh, Christina Kukova versus Diana Schneider, qualifier. And Yue Yuan versus Maria Sacker. How shitty is this? Uh, this second quarter, like, yeah, there are some big names here that can contend, such as Madison Keys, Kvitova, Pegula. But then a whole lot of shit. Like Zulin, Marino, Podoroshka, Jean Jean, Kukova. I'm sorry, but Diana Schneider, too? Like, just some youngins. Maria Sakari, of course. Her first round is Yue Yuan. And, of course, her second round is either another qualifier, Diana Schneider, who's, like, 19 years old, or Kukova. Kukova. Christina Kukova. Come on. Come on. And the... And the oh, And in the third round, it's either Zulin, Rebecca Marino, Jilly Teichman, or Harriet Dart. And just like that, Zachary's in the fourth round. I hope not. Yoe Yuan is going to beat her tonight. Believe that. Believe that. Come on. Yoe Yuan. Believe that. Believe that. Fuck, man. This is, dis this is a disgusting section of the draw I hope uh, Vika comes through potential fourth round match Vika Sacker fuck me man <coughs> excuse me so all of these matches are going to be played today uh, that is the top half of the draw and they all play today tonight all, all of these girls that I just mentioned the bottom half of the draw now the third section there's nothing worse than this one I think this is though though bro I don't know how but the the how does every section look weak? Does that mean it's like evenly spread out? How does it, like every quarter, I mean, sorry, look so shit. I don't know, are, are, is everyone just bad? Like if you're not like Sabalenka, Pagula, Uns, Iga, or Bencic, then you're just bad? Honestly, that's kind of what it feels like. Fuck, man. 
But anyway, Kasatkina, 8th seed, versus uh, Vivi Grosheva. Wow. Uh, okay. It, it's amazing how it's amazing how this never fails. You can like no matter what the draw looks like, you can always count on two things: Zachary and Kasatkina are gonna have easy easy draws. And then you're gonna ask me like, yo, like how the f like oh how do you call these players bad? They're fucking in the top ten. <clears throat> this is how. Kasatkina's first round, Vivi Grosheva. Second round, Stefanini or Tatiana Maria. Just like that, Kasatkina's in the third round of a slam didn't even sweat come on man come on come on and Saka gets to you where you want and I don't know who Zulin Kukova fuck man fuck anyway so Kasatkina Grasheva Stefanini Maria Tatiana Sori Kirstea, Putinseva, good match. Shi Yu Wang versus Plushkova, good match. Zheng Shuai versus uh, Patricia Maria Tig, disgusting match. Petra Martic Gulovic, okay. Volinets versus Rodina, okay. Zanevska Kudrmetova. Nah. Really bad, really, really bad. This, uh, this little uh, section, bottom section of the of the of this third quarter. Contivate Grabber, Mayor Sharif Magdalenette, Diane Perry, Taylor Townsend. Wow, that's fucking gross. Bonaventure Alexandrova, Bigu versus Mandlik. Lucky loser Mandlik. Bronzetti versus Laura Sigmund. Leila Fernandez versus Alize Cornet. <coughs> Both players in shocking form. And that girl Catherine Seba versus Carol Garcia. Hmm. What a shitty ass fucking quarter. Where are the players? How is every quarter and section so weak except for Iga's one? Finally, in the last quarter, Sabalenka, 5 seed versus Martinsova. Hartono versus Shelby Rogers. Now look at this. Look at the, look. Compare the difference. Sabalenka's first two matches, Martinsova and then Rogers. I mean, not the cra not nothing crazy, but I mean Martinsova and Rogers. These are two level players. These are good players on tour. Kasatkina's here are her two first uh, matches. Grasheva, and then either Stefanini or Tatiana Maria. Let's do Sakari. Sakari, Yuei Yuan, and then either Diana Schneider qualifier or uh, Christina Kukova. Who, if you go pull my mom now right from hospital, she'll go beat her. I'm telling you, she'll go beat her. Kukova. Fuck, man. So, yeah, Sabalenka, first round, Martinsova. And then second round, either Hartono or Rogers. Also in this uh, section, Lauren Davis, Danka Kovinic, uh, good match, good quarterfinal for a 250. Muguruza, Elise Martins, Trevisan, Shmidlova, Pavly Uchenkova, Georgie, Claire Lou, Brengel, Tomova, Bencic. Now, a lot of uh, names here, some of them old and washed up, like, let's say, Pavlyuchenkova. Can we say Georgie? 
Trevisan, Mertens, Kovinich, Muguruto. But, uh, like, no kids. You know what I'm saying? No, um... It's kind of easy. It's kind of weak, but it's not that easy for Sabalenko. She'll have to face Bencic in the fourth round if she wants to make quarters. But before that, she has... So, Sabalenka's path, this is what it could look like. It could look like this. Martinsova, Shelby Rogers, Muguruza, Bencic. And that's just to get out of her section. Compare that to Sakari and Kasatkina. This is what I mean when I tell you Arena Sabalenka is probably the unluckiest player in the world. And look what she has achieved. Mm -hmm. And finally, the bottom section of the bottom quarter. Bia Haddad, Maya Nuria Perizis-Diaz, Sloan Stevens, Potapova, Donna Vekic versus Qualifier, Selikhmateva. Good, some good matches here. Paulini, Samsonova, okay. Kanepi versus... A wild card I've never heard of, okay. Uh, Linda Fervitova versus Jamie Forlis. Alison Risk versus Von Drusova. And Unsebur, second seed, versus uh, Tamara Zidac. That is the draw. I don't like it. Uh, it's very unbalanced, I feel like. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of shit in there. I feel like I don't know where where are all the good players. Like, are they hiding? I don't know. So it's, uh, it's a whole lot of shit. Um, I feel like I don't know. I really don't know. Honestly, I don't feel like um, filling out a draw or like picking because whenever whenever I do it just turns to shit right away especially anything like Iga or Sakri related uh, but I'm gonna give it a go anyway so uh, in the first quarter um, in the fourth round and in, in, in the first section in the top half top section of the first quarter it's gonna be a Iga Rabakana fourth round with Rabakana winning. So Rabakana, quarterfinalist. And the bottom section of that same quarter, I'm saying it's going to be Ostapenko, Shinwen Shang. Now I think Sinyakova will beat Coco Goff and Raducanu, but then lose to Shinwen Shang. So Shinwen Shang, Ostapenko, fourth round. With Shinwen Shang coming through. So first quarter final. Rabakana, Shinwen Shang. Second, second quarter uh, in the top section, Pagula. Kivitova. Gotta keep it square. Pagula Kibitsova, which are the two top seeds in this uh, section, fourth round, with Kibitsova coming through, that's that's pretty good. Kibitsova is a quarterfinalist. And the bottom section of that second quarter, uh, probably the ugliest section I've seen in my life. Um, I'm saying Vika. 
Sakri. It's going to be Vika Sakri, but Vika's going to win. So quarterfinal number two, Kvitova Vika. So the top half of the draw, our quarterfinals are Rabakana Shinwen Shang and Vika Kvitova. In the bottom half then, in the in the top section of the third quarter, Kudermetova has a really easy path to the fourth round where she'll face either Plushkova, Putintseva, Kristea, or Kasatkina. I don't care who she faces, she's going to make the quarterfinal. So quarterfinalist, Kudermetova. She beats any of those players. Maybe not Plushkova if she's playing well, really. But, well, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she will. And the bottom section of that third quarter... Carol Garcia with a cakewalk. Wow, Carol Garcia really has a cakewalk. She gets qualifier. Katrin Sebov in the first round, and then either Alize Cornet or Leila Fernandez, who are decent-ish names, but are just in such shocking form. Like, I'm surprised. Like, someone's going to have to win that match, but they're both playing horribly, and, like, that's... That's a cakewalk for Gar Gar Carol Garcia. In the third round, she gets either Bigu, Mandlik, Bronzetti, or Laura Siegmund. Wow. Probably Bigu. That's an okay match for a third round at a slam. Not fucking really. And in the fourth round, for a spot in the quarterfinals, she'll face either probably Contevate or Alexandrova. <sighs> I'm going to say Alexandrova. But then Alexandrova will probably lose to Karo. So Karo, Kudrametseva, quarterfinal. Quarter so final quarter. Uh, last two uh, spots up for grabs uh, for the quarterfinals. Um, Sabalenka Bencic, I think, is going to be a fourth round match. Uh, Sabalenka wins, so she's in a quarterfinal. Oh. I'm going to say, just because I'm biased, wow, this section ain't bad, honestly, Bia, NPD, Potapova, Vekic, Selkhmeteva, Samsonova, Kai Kanepi, Paulini, Frurvetova, Vondrusova, Jabor, it's a lot of names in this section. I think the fourth round match is going to be Unz. Versus Samsonova. Or Vekic. Or Bihadad Maya. That's a tough one. But it's going to be Unz. It's going to be a Sabalenka Unz quarterfinal. So our four quarterfinals are Rabakana, Shinwen Shang, Kvitova, Viko. That's in the top half. In the bottom half, Kudrametova, Garcia, and Sabalenka Unz. Uh, pretty square. Not a lot of upsets uh, to sort of to get those matchups. Uh, probably the only really crazy upset is if Iga doesn't make it and Coco, which I don't really see as upsets, but I definitely do see happening. Or at least I hope so. Rabakana is going to be Chinwen Chang, so she's. So Rabakana is going to be Chinwen Chang, so she's 
gonna make the semi where I believe she'll face Kvitova who beat Vika. So top half semi-final, Rybakino, Kvitova. Bottom half, Kudermetsova, Karol Garcia. Kudermetsova will win. Making a semi-final against Sabalenka, who will beat Unz. That's a bottom half semi-final. Sabalenka beats Kudermetsova. Rabakano beats Kvitova. And Sabalenka beats Rabakano in the final. Sabalenka is going to win the Australian Open. Go bet it right now. So simple. So, 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 so simple. I don't know, though. I'd like to revisit the draw by the time we get to the quarterfinals and see how far off I was. Um, truly. And I think I was pretty, you know... Like, I put Caro Garcia there, even though, like, blech. But, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. On to tomorrow's matches, then. A lot of them. There's 64, uh, 32 men and 32 women's. Obviously, that makes uh, the work a little bit easier for us, because we're only going to be looking at the women's. As far as the men's goes, there's only one bet you need to make. Djokovic, uh... Other players who stand a chance, chance probably Tsitsipas, Kyrgios, and to a lesser extent, maybe, maybe, maybe Medvedev. Fritz, Rona, Chorich. Yeah. But like Djokovic, and then there's like a huge gap, then like Kyrgios, Tsitsipas, and then like a decent gap, and then like Medvedev, Fritz, Chorich, Rona. But obviously, we're not going to be looking at the men's until the second week of the slam, because in the first week, it's not even tennis, and none of it matters. But in the second week, uh, it's the best shit in the world, and there's nothing quite like it. It's the greatest spectacle and show on earth. The women's, it's the opposite. First week is banging, and then in the second week, if you look at Wimbledon, for example, you get uh, Tatiana Maria in a semifinal, Julie Nemo in a semifinal... Uh, if you look at the French Open 2021, you have Tamara Zidancic in a semifinal, Krijikova winning a title, Leila Fernandez uh, two years ago, US Open, she's in a semifinal. Yeah. No, thank you. It's the opposite. First week, all women. Second week, um, uh, we'll shift our focus to the men's. There's nothing quite like it. Nothing quite like it. But at the moment, on the men's side, we have matches such as, um, where is this match? Uh, Watanuki versus uh, Rinderne, Shang versus Oscar Ott. I mean, come the fuck on. Echeverry versus Barrer. These these aren't even tennis players. Montero versus Lestien. Hanfman versus Rinki Hijikata. Bro, where are the tennis players? Greek sport Kotov. Wow. Challenger players, bro. Tiafo is playing like a challenge, a challenger scrub. Daniel Altmer, bro. Wow. Yeah, first week of uh, men Grand Slams. It's not even tennis. It really isn't even tennis. Cause the, there's 128 players in the draw, bro. There are there the gap between like the top 12. Let's call it top 40. The top top 20 to be reasonable. Top 20. 
the gap between the top 20 and the other 120 fuck man insane gap like unreal the gap oh my god like comparing top 10 to like the guy ranked 120th it's like they're playing two different sports really truly fuck so 32 matches for the women so we're gonna look and talk about all of them but a lot of them are gonna be passes and i hope you understand that okay so the top half of the draw like i said are playing today 32 matches a lot of good ones and a lot of them are really early i noticed the schedule is sort of top heavy where there aren't any matches in like the late evening except for like maybe four or six across both the men's and the women's which is kind of weird to have so many matches on at the same time really early on and a lot of good ones too like uh in like the first window um 11 a.m local time in in melbourne kalinskaya collins andrisku buskova radukanu korpach Pagula Christian, Senyakova Coco Goff, Kostyuk Anisimova, that's all during the early window. That's kinda crazy. Alright, first up we'll start with Kalinskaya Collins. Now, as I was looking at this game myself, there's like a couple thoughts that came to my head. I was like, this is either Collins and Straits really easy, like 2-0 or under, or it's Kalinskaya um making this a war and keeping it competitive and going to three and then i realized like those are like <laughs> the only two possible outcomes so like which one's it gonna be i honestly have no idea uh, it's a hell of a match i would want to bet for example collins and straights but i see a world where she starts acting funny for a little bit and kalinskaya really pushes her and uh, and takes her the distance I would bet the over because I, I do see Kalinskaya maybe, you know, stepping it up and taking it the distance, but it's very possible Collins beats her in straights. So uh, it's clear that, <coughs> sorry, we've sort of reached an impasse and uh, and that'll be that. It's going to be a pass. What a game though. What a match, really. Uh, Buskova made a lot of strides last year, made some noise, climbed the rankings, won some big matches, made some decent runs at big tournaments. Um, but this year and the end of last year, not really, no. Andriescu minus 140 against her is a bit of a discount. And I'm very, very, very happy to take that. It's the day one of the Australian Open and I, I don't want to get tilted. I don't want to get pissed. So as much as I'd love to bet Eva Lise in the qualifier-qualifier matchup against Christina Buxa, uh, Christina Buxa is the devil, and I'm going to stay far away from the devil. Thank you. So that's going to be a pass. Ivelisse, I hope you win. Emma is minus five and a half against Tamara Korpach. Now, Tamara Korpach is a very, very weak player. Um, this, oh, first, oh, by the way, this match is a pass, 100%. No matter what you'd like to bet, uh, pass. Yeah. Um, Raducano, obviously, minus 600, minus five and a half games. Um, over under is 19 and a half. Emma Kanu, uh, retired in Auckland like two weeks ago. Um, and has been sort of rehabbing her ankle that she seemed to have been really struggling with, uh, about five to seven days ago. 
uh, but now looks to be better and her sort of practice uh, her her practice videos but that's just something to look out for in her in her later matches she potentially faces Coco Goff or Katrina Snyakova in the second round so yeah we'll see Pagula, Christian. Pagula minus six and a half feels like a lot of games. Like that's uh like I know she covered that against Zachary in the Guadalajara final, which was a WTA one thousand. Um she actually covered seven and a half. But I don't know, this is just it's it's a it's a it's a pretty big number. I mean Christian, yeah. No, this is a pass, but this is a good opening match for Pagula because uh, she really could get a 6-2, 6-2 here to get her going. So, yeah. Sinyakova Coco Golf over 20.5 looks amazing. And Sinyakova money line looks, looks really nice also. Um, honestly, Sinyakova is an underrated player, and if she just maybe gets her shit together uh, just for one match, sometimes she can play well and, 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 and cause some damage. Um but most of the time, no. Uh, but if she does keep it together, I think she can get a really nice result here. Yeah? Kukova, Christina Kukova, probably one of the weakest players in the entire draw. Versus Diana Schneider. Diana Schneider is minus 5, minus 425. Um, first, uh, obviously this is her Grand Slam debut. Uh, Diana Schneider. Um, she's probably going to have a good year in the 250s. Um, she'll probably win this match. Minus 4.5, minus 5 does seem like a lot of games, but it's Christina Kukovo. Honestly, it's going to be a pass, but gun to my head, I'd bet uh, under 20.5, yeah? Kostyuk and Anisimova. Now, um, two really attractive girls who are... At the moment, really bad at tennis. Um, but it's a very even match, as as the odds suggest, and I and I would say this is a, a v typical 50-50 game. I mean, it could really go either way. Um, I'm gonna bet this one. I'm gonna bet this one, and, and you're gonna love this. I'm gonna be betting. Kostyuk. I hate it. I fucking hate it, but I I have to. Anisimova is really bad and overrated and and i don't know kostyuk you never know what to expect uh, truly like you can get anything she's so low-key she's so bipolar she can do one thing one day and then the next day look like a whole different another player um but this one it's gonna be have to be a, a kostyuk even money plus 100 Kudermetova, Gedeki, okay, cool. That's the younger Kudermetova. She's minus three and a half, minus 185. Uh, Clara Burel, minus five and a half, minus 700 against Talia Gibson, okay. Uh, Yue Yuan versus Sakari. It's just uh, Yue Yuan plus 500. That's it. That's all it is. Uh, Kvitova, Alison van Uitvank. A really ugly game. Love to not bet Allison Van Oetveng matches. I feel like I'm getting really good at that, so I'm going to keep it that way. But uh, should be a routine win for Petra Kvitova. 
Bernardo Pera, minus 5, minus 400 against Moyuka Yushijima. Okay, great. Um, Brenda Fruvitova, plus 190 versus Sasnovich. It's a bet. Her Grand Slam debut, extremely inexperienced, playing against a pretty experienced player. Um, nothing crazy, small bet. I think uh, there's probably no value here because of the hype surrounding Fruvitova, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a four fun bet. I don't think Sasnovich is great. Um, even as a as a veteran on tour, Sasnovich, like, sometimes she struggles to, to sort of keep it together. So, yeah, yeah. Coco Vandeweghe versus Annalena Kalinina. Okay, thank you. Um, Rachimova versus Katerina Kozlova Bendel. Um,. 50-50 match again. Uh, I hate passing on, on like, even-ish matches like this, where you, like, just pick a winner. Um, but I'm going to have to pass. Gun to my head, I'd pick Rahimova, but I know that's not a great idea. And Benny Kuzlova is probably the better bet, but I just can't bet Kuzlova, you know? Let's see, this is an interesting one. Oh my god. Uh, no, this is a really, really ugly one, I think. Uh, they both lost to Lauren Davis this year in straights in Hobart. Um, no, this is a pass. It's an ugly one. Too much of a gamble, I think. It's a really ugly one. Turenko Mukova. Um... Uh, Mukova minus two and a half, and really don't overthink it. Uh, that's a bit of a gift. Tarenko probably slightly inflated her price, because uh, she played well in qualies and came through uh, as a qualifier, but she's the best qualifier in the world. Uh, main draw, it's usually a different story, so I think there's some uh, value here. Market probably overrating Tarenko, and at, at the same time, slightly underestimating Mukova. Uh, big big game potential so that's a that's a gift right there mukova minus two and a half minus 165 on the money line is a gift yes Stremska ostapenko wow what a match the sass the bitchiness the attitude the errors the double faults the the fucking stares uh, the, the the bitchy looks and and, and all that the sass uh this is all going to be on display here uh that's why we're going to be betting the over. I think Yastremska set is a better bet than the over. Uh, but I think those, I think it's a three setter. I believe this should be a three setter. Over two and a half for minus 110. That's, that's a bet, I think. Yastremska set is minus 130. Oh, where were we? Um, Anna Bondar, Anna Bogdan, Anna Pass, Krejcikova versus Bezlek, and again, this is just a Bezlek money line bet, and just see what happens. Krejcikova is probably gonna out hit the fuck out of her. Actually, I don't know about that. Bezlek's too. Sm she's gonna be hit off court by Krejcikova, but yeah, that's a. Uh, 
plus 375 that like you know is gonna lose if you bet that but i've seen crazier things happen honestly the games are not even worth it um if she loses she's gonna lose by more than that um yeah and the total is kind of low 19 and a half but if again if she loses it's gonna go gonna go under that so I don't know. I, I don't love these. A lot of these I don't love. Zulin, Rebecca Marino. I feel like they just played last week in Auckland or Hobart, whatever. Uh, no, thank you. Shinwen Chang, minus five and a half, minus eight fifty against Dalma Golfi. Honestly, I think over nineteen and a half is a bet. That's a that's so low. No, that's really low. I think. Honestly, that's really low. Dalma Golfi kind of underrated. Shinwon Shang kind of overrated. Vika minus three and a half versus So Sophia. So 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 so. Wow. Vika minus three and a half against Sophia Kennan is a bet. For sure. Vika Mukova money line parlay is plus one thirty four. Uh, Maria Camilo Osorio Serrano in straights versus Udvardi is low-key a pretty good bet. McNally is minus five and a half against Pigossi. Laura Pigossi, lucky loser, minus 600. That feels like a lot, but I know it isn't. Um, Rabakina minus four and a half, minus 275 against Elisabetta Cosireto. Um I'm not going to be betting this match. Cosireto, we're still not on uh, on very good terms. A lot of those matches don't end well for me, no matter what I'm betting. So, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, Jilly Teichman should beat Harriet Dart, I think. Um, uh, Rabakina and Jilly Teichman both to win is plus 105. So... That's a pretty that's pretty good I think. Kaya Yuvan in straights looks enticing versus Selena Janisivich. Janisivich. I need to learn that. I'm really struggling. Rabakina Costureto Loki, that's a tough game, but I mean Rabakina should hundred percent win that match, so minus two seventy five feels a bit low. Again, sort of overreacting, uh, according to each player's recent results. Uh, Harriet Dart, I don't think she can beat Julie Teichman. Uh, and Julie Teichman minus three and a half is really tempting, but her money line looks good with uh, Rabakina plus 105. Uh, yeah, Kaya Yuvan in straights. Uh, Jean Jean Podoroska, 50 uh, 50 game. That's what the lines are saying. For me, it's a 100% pass. Storm Hunter versus Shinya Wang. Uh, I love the over. I absolutely love the over. 21 and a, over 21 and a half, minus 125. I love that. Big Julie Nemo against Iga 
Big Julie Nemo is plus six and a half. Now, lucky for Ego, the one time she gets a tough first round, her her, her decent-ish first round opponent is in horrible form. I love how that works out for Ego. I don't you just love how that, that, that turned out? Well, that's always going to be an extremely inflated line for Ego, but I think this one is not that bad. And I'm not, I'm not rushing to bet Nemo six and a half games, honestly. Uh, the way she's been playing to start the year. And lastly, Madison Keys versus Blinkova. A potential upset alert, but I absolutely cannot be betting, betting this match, which for some reason is uh, last up in the evening session on one of the big courts. Okay, very quickly, gonna rush through the enticing bets of the day and the enticing matchups. Um, so, Kalinskaya Collins, great match, but I feel like anything can happen. Absolutely gun to my head. I'll take Collins in straights, but I would be really nervous, and this could go to straight. This could go to three. Very, very possible, honestly. But then why don't you bet the over? Well, Collins can win in straights. Andriescu Buskova, love the bu discount on Andriescu. Uh, Buskova, really bad to start the year. Uh, Buxa, Christina Buxa versus Eva Lise. Would love to see Eva Lise win here. Can't bet it because Buxa is, is the devil or is associated with the devil. Uh, Raducano, huge favorite, minus five and a half after coming from injury. Pegula, also a huge favorite against Christian. Uh, Sinyakova Coco, Sinyakova plus 280 and over 20 and a half look amazing. Kostyuk, Marta, never know what can happen. Kostyuk plus 100 against Amanda Anisimova. Yue Yuan plus 500, bet it and forget about it. Brenda Fruvetovo, just bet it for fun. You're probably going to lose that money. Uh, you'll never probably see it again. Rachimova Bendel, fairly even match, could be a good uh, good one to watch. Not really though. At the same time, it's a pass. Mukova minus two and a half against Chorenko, it's a gift. Money line also. Yastremska set against Ostapenko, and or over twenty and a half. Sarah Bezlek, Krijikova, again a tough draw for Bezlek after making the main draw of a slam. She did the same with the US Open, got Samsonova. Uh, Samsonova on drugs at the time, didn't really stand a chance. Uh, Shinwen Shang, Dalma Golfi, the line is just uh, like way off, like at least by one whole game. Like Dalma Golfi, four and a half, total 20 and a half. Okay, that's fine. Maybe even closer than that sure but five and a half for Galfi is a lot of games and 19 and a half is at least a game too low Vika minus three and a half versus Kennan is a gift minus 220 is good also uh, Maria Camilo Osorio Serrano in straights versus Pana Udvardi McNally Pegosi tempted to take that fat five and a half I'll think about it Rabakina, 
minus 275. Feels square and trappy and whatnot, but should be good. Same with Jilly Teichman, minus 3.5, minus 200 against Harriet Dart. Kaya Yuvan in straights looks really good versus Selena J. Storm Hunter, Moneyline Storm Hunter over 21.5 against Junior Wang. I love that. And then Big Julie Nemo, I can't do it, sorry, versus Ego. And Madison Keys versus uh, Blinkova, no thank you. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Safe Space. Wherever possible, I will be going live on the Twitter spaces uh, throughout the slam whilst the matches are going on. So it'll kind of be like going live, live, you know what I mean? Um, talk the matches, live bets, uh, fuck around, talk shit, see what everybody's watching, you know. Um, so that's going to be fun. We did it for the US Open. That was pretty good. Uh, I will also be uh, also coming online here to do uh, uh, the podcast every day for sure. Um, so let's dominate. Let's be great. And as always, best of luck to us. I'll see you guys tomorrow.